Hello everybody and welcome back to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Grudgins. I hope you're all well. Today is Wednesday, so it's FRC Newsday where I break down six big stories from movies and TV shows and just give my opinion. This might be stuff that you guys already know or some stuff that you will learn throughout this podcast. But I'd like to keep you updated on what's going on, especially with so many delays at the moment. There's so many uh, shifting parts in uh, both movies and TV shows. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to check out more FRC news, uh, they are available here. This is my 11th uh, FRC news as well so I'm really enjoying doing this it's it's easy to do on a Wednesday find the stories and giving you guys some insight if you want to join me on a podcast you can let me know via my Instagram FRC underscore podcast you can also see uh, upcoming podcasts using the podcast plan that's over there and you can also check me out if you want to hear more about my opinions away from this podcast on the app Stardust where I'm working my way actually through the uh, MCU reviews uh, all the way from Avengers Endgame to Iron Man as well and every film in between. So let's get started with these six main stories. I'll read them out, give you all the information and then for, and then at the end just give you my opinion. So the first one here is Avatar 2 producer shares new pics of crab suit submarine from sequel movies. Filming of Avatar 2 is now back up and running and thanks to producer John Landu we got a glimpse of some of the high tech we'll be seeing. Dropping from the official Avatar 2 Twitter account, we present the crab suit. That's what he said here. Uh, Live Ripley's power loader suit from the Alien movies crossed with a crab. The human driver uh, submersal looks like an impressive piece of hardware, able to retract its claws and head off into the deep. Rightly so, Jermaine Clement, the fly... Uh, the Concord star, who is set to play marine biologist Dr. Ian Garvin, inquired, do I get one? So looking at this image here, it looks really interesting and seeing about how much stuff that this is going to be included uh, in. I've not seen the original Avatar. That is a movie I do want to check out um, before I see any trailers or any like set pictures uh, from this sequel. Um it looks a really, really impressive thing. Obviously, it's very much linked to the uh, the submachine submarine ship in in in, a- in Alien. So it looks really, really interesting here. Obviously, it's going to attract a lot of fans of the first film to see about what type of style they go for this one, whether it'll be underwater. Um, I'm not sure you could really pick out any of the plot from this simple image but the fact now that they're bringing in looks very promising because now it's back in production because of the ongoing pandemic it was stopped and um, it's nice now that you know we're getting stuff and we're getting images back obviously last week i believe we did the godzilla versus king and that image uh, was released as well so there are a lot of images being uh, released for future projects which i'm a massive fan of because for a movie fan you can you can look at images and think about how they'll uh, all link together within this series. So that looks really interesting. Like I said, I'm, I need to check out Avatar. So um, hopefully I will do very, very soon. So I'm ready for any Avatar 2 news. Mulan to launch on Disney Plus in September for $30 alongside select theatres. The news we 
was revealed during Disney's third quarter earnings call on Tuesday by company CEO Bob Chapek. Disney Plus is now believed to have more than 60.5 million subscribers worldwide. According to Deadline, Chapek said, We're pleased to bring Mulan to a consumer base that been waiting for as we've had to move our release date several times we're looking at Mulan as a one-off as opposed to trying to say that there's new business wondering model the company the comments suggest that while Mulan will be going straight to Disney's streaming service on the day of release it will not necessarily be the same for other blockbuster release from the studio such as Marvel Studios Black Widow we're going to be moving on to that one after this but just let's just focus on Mulan I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, obviously, Disney are doing their live-action remakes. They they did five Disney remakes uh, last year, um, and I've seen four out of the five of them. And so, I'm really I like the Jungle Book as well. Um, so, there's a lot of great uh, live-action films out there. In terms of the Mulan film, uh, trailers look good. Trailers trailers look strong, but um. We, we, we're getting sort of lots of things on streaming services and that's really been what 2020 in Hollywood's been all about. Streaming services, what films can go on there, what originals can kind of make people interested during this time. This is going to be massive for Disney. Um, a lot of people have sort of disagreed that why are you putting a $30, a long $30 price as well as paying the money for the streaming service because it's a 2020 film that should have gone into cinema so they are getting sort of the box office view the fact that you're getting the fact that they've got 60.5 million subscribers worldwide that is going to be very very helpful in terms of trying to get that back and so if everybody buys this film um, that's going to be really strong the film is going to be out on September the 4th, which I think is interesting, but also it's going to be in select theatres as well. I think Disney are a very, very strong idea. I think the fact that we've got this, you know, this original sort of idea is fantastic. Um, so I'm really, really happy that this is happening. I will check it out because probably I'll do a review on it over here on this channel. But I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how they do this and whether people follow suit. In comment to that, let me get on about my next story that these two kind of interlink together, which which says that Black Widow isn't coming to Disney+. Plus. Mulan is a one-off, like I just said. So despite a fake Twitter account fooling more than a few people with its announcement that Black Widow was going to Disney Plus instead of cinemas in November, Mulan is definitely a one-off for the House of Mouse. We thought, uh, so again, Disney CEO Bob Chapek said, we're fortunate we had the opportunity to bring it to our own direct-to-consumer platform so consumers can enjoy it, uh, but we're looking at Mulan as a one-off in terms of, as opposed to, say, trying to say there's some new business windowing model that we're looking at, so Mulan is a one-off. So, that's like I said, just get my opinion about Mulan. Black Widow, I don't think should go to the streaming service. I believe that it's going to attract people to the Disney Plus streaming service if they put Black Widow on it, but they're going to lose a lot of money, a lot of money, and it's not going to have the same impact as going to the cinema. I would probably do a podcast on the films I want to watch in cinemas. Uh, so, and I'll just say these are the five films I want to go and watch at the cinema. The fact that 
and Black Widow is definitely going to be on that. So the so the fact that people are saying, "Oh, why is it not going on Disney Plus?" Because it loses the impact. We've waited so long now for a Disney for an MCU film. The last one was over a year ago with Spider Man: Far From Home. So Black Widow, I can't wait for Black Widow. We've waited for it so long. Fans of the MCU has waited it ever since Iron Man Two. So. The fact that they're saying, no, it's still releasing the cinemas is a very, very good sign. Um, but Mulan and this experiment they're sort of using for going on this streaming service straight away, that could have an, have the opportunity um, for certain uh, streaming services to maybe try that. Maybe try that and see if it works as well. So, But I really hope they don't put Black Widow because I so, I'm so much looking forward to it. Dwayne Johnson orders Ryan Reynolds to play Hawkman. Dwayne Johnson has responded to Ryan Reynolds ruling himself out playing Hawkman in Black Adam, telling Ryan he has to portray the character. The Deadpool star has taken to social media to deny reports that he is to star as the comic book character in the DCEU movie, but The Rock insists he has no choice but to be Hawkman. Reynolds has previously written on Twitter about the role, saying, I'm not playing Hawkman in Black Adam, although I generally do whatever the hell... The Rock tells me to do it's a bit of comedy there from Ryan Reynolds, but okay, I understand it. I do understand what he means by that, simply because if you look at Ryan Reynolds' filmography, it is mainly comic book films with Green Lantern, Blade Trinity, Deadpool, Deadpool Two. So the fact that you're getting uh, Ryan Reynolds involved in another franchise I don't think will work um, I think Hawkman could be a great role for Reynolds um, but I think definitely probably pick a more of an unknown actor to start alongside The Rock have that sort of comedic um, sense with him So, and I think Ryan Reynolds is going to move on to a lot of good projects getting the ability to just make sure that, you know, Ryan Reynolds is, is dedicated to Marvel, but also doing other action films, comedy films. So, obviously, The Rock does want to work with him. They worked for a brief time on Hobbs and Shaw, um, which their scenes were really fun and interesting to watch throughout that film. But uh, I understand why Ryan Reynolds has not said, I don't want to play Hawkman. Sony acquired rights to Whitney Houston biopic. Sony have picked up the rights to the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. The company TriStar Pictures Banner has won a bidding war for the biopic of the late music icon who tragically passed away aged 48 in 2012. Anthony McCartan has written the script for the project. He has previously worked on acclaimed biopics such as Darkest Hour and Bohemian Rhapsody about the lives of World War II Prime Minister Winston Churchill and Queen frontman Freddie Mercury. Stella Meggie is attached to direct the film which has the support of Whitney's family and her mentor, legendary rep- record producer Clive Davis. It is unclear who will portray the How Will I Know hitmaker in the flick which is slated for a 2022 release. I, 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 some these biopics that keep coming out. I was a fan of Elton John. I was a fan of the Beatles and a fan of Queen. So them three were good for me. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Whitney Houston. I know a lot of people are going to go, "How dare you?" But she just wasn't. That wasn't my music. So that's why I probably will not check this one out. However, 
really, really strong that Anthony Bacardi has written the script because the fact that he's worked on the biopics such as Dark Star and Bohemian Rhapsody were two incredibly successful uh, award-winning films, Oscar-winning films as well. Um, so he's going to be a really strong one. Uh, the fact that obviously you're going to get the support of Whitney's family and a mentor as well, um, you know, that's that's really important simply because they're going to add sort of their personal touches to the film and make that character feel, you know, incredibly grounded, incredibly relatable for audiences. Uh, obviously, we don't know who will know. So if news comes out and says, yes, this actress is playing Whitney Houston, then I'd say, OK, OK, I'm, you know, maybe that's a good casting choice or it's not a good casting choice. So I don't have any really more, uh, much more to say about it. But I think the dominance of biopics at the moment, especially for music icons, uh, I think this is the right time to see Whitney Houston's film uh, get explored and it's going to have a massive fan base. And then finally here, Avengers Endgame subtitles for an inaudible scene may set up X-Men characters' arrival in MCU. A small scene in Avengers Endgame might set up the arrival of a beloved X-Men character in the MCU. The moment in question arrives when Captain America and Iron Man travel back in time to a S.H.I.E.L.D. base in the 1970s. Cap uses the opportunity to see what Peggy Carter is up to and when he, he finds her, she is seen to be having a secret conversation with an unarmed agent. However, those re-watching the film with subtitles will notice that the pair are discussing something that may herald the mutant's introduction into the MCU. So the agent on the phone here says they're trying man, but Braddock's unit has been stopped by lightning strikes. Peggy Carter replies, I'll look at the weather projections. And then the agent replies to that one saying it's not lightning strikes we're looking at. If you guys are fans of comic book films, you will know what character I'm meeting here. Uh, and that is Storm. The, f the fact that that came, especially with the time zone of the 1970s, that looks like a really, really strong um sort of ability to kind of bring these in storm has been hinted and i believe now confirmed to be in black panther 2 because in in the comics black panther and storm were briefly married which is something that's not been explored yet in the mcu there's been exploring relationships of course with wonder and vision uh natasha romanov and uh bruce banner pepper Potts and iron man of course uh cap Captain America and Peggy Carter but no really marriages so that's quite strong but we're hearing so much news about Storm Storm's going to be the one to come into that's really good we've also they've also said about uh, Quicksil um, Evan Peters maybe joining one division as a uh, um, as Quicksilver and obviously she's going to be uh, obviously we had a Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron um who was one division's brother so that's going to be a nice link if i've always said this i've said this before and i think i said it to the king of marvel podcast um harry burton saying i don't mind have putting these characters in the mcu i think it's strong i think they're building upon they're incredible cinematic universe they've built. They've got new characters now that people know and have heard of, but also now have a di an opportunity to work with other X-Men and other MCU characters that have not been explored yet. However, they're going to have to make sure that these characters work and these characters allow 
these roles to sort of feel like it's going to have an impact and not just chuck them in one film. So that's really, really interested that scene that they've hinted. Um, and obviously they've hinted still. I want to know whether they'll have other... Rec- other other X-Men rather than Storm because I think we've heard about Black Panther 2 now this story as well that's come out about uh, the lightning strikes so I want to hear a lot more I want to hear a lot more about other characters and other people that that can be put in here Um, but you know it is what it is we've we've really got to see how they be put in I don't think fans should think they're gonna they're gonna put them in straight away like the Eternals you know, we'll have these characters. Black Widow might hint somebody. I don't think that. I think they'll be very, very subtle, but very, very impactful. And I hope that that's how they do that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, of course, with all of that. Um, and that is it for the Film Review Central Podcast FRC News today. Uh, massive thanks to everybody for the recent support. Nearly 400 views over here on the channel, which is absolutely incredible. So that's all down to you. Thank you so, so much. Uh, obviously, we've got some great collaborations coming up as well over on, F- over on the True Fans Podcast and other stuff as well. Um, it's been incredible the amount of support I had. Um, and you can check me out on all other social media stuff, including the Snapchat, uh, Instagram, and Stardust over there as well. I will also be doing my um, charity uh, for Cancer Research live stream over there on the FRC underscore podcast uh, Instagram account. So please, if you want to, you can go over there. We'll do a Q&A. Maybe you can donate, which would be absolutely fantastic as well. So... That is it for the podcast. I don't know what my next podcast will be about, but I know it'll be something you love seeing.